fun. Welcome back to That's the Tea. I'm RJ. And I'm Ryan. And we are here bringing you football news in the most digestible way possible. Today, Ryan, today we are recapping week five of the NFL season. And it's unfortunate because we have more injuries to cover. And I thought, I thought, you know, week four was bad. Week five comes pretty good. It was clear. Then week six and then week five happens. It's just terrible. A lot of big names too. And I think they will have fantasy implications. So I guess we can start off. Yes. And I think the big one, the big one in my opinion is Russell Wilson. (laughs) And it's, Oh my God. Okay. I don't, I don't get it, Ryan. First of all, this is going to be not personal, but I don't get why every single year in the gentlemen's league, I draft a quarterback and he gets hurt. Deshaun Watson, Dak Prescott, Russell. You know, you know why I drafted Russell Wilson? Because he had the longest active streak of starting a game. I was like, man, this guy is durable. And what happens? You're too much of an analytics guy. You can't be, an, you can't be analytical in football. You, you can't trust the numbers. You can't trust the stats. You trust your eyeballs. You're basically a doctor because you, you – uh, I forgot the player, but you diagnosed his uh, injury. Oh, CMC. You remember yes, you diagnosed it. You trust your eyeballs. Trust what God gave you. I trusted Russell Wilson. No, no, you trust him because of the streak. Ain't that right? Is am I right? It's true. It's true. Exactly. Fine. Don't don't buy into the PFF stuff, man. (laughs) Don't buy into the PFF because it's not free. It's a a a subscription. Costs money. Costs money. Yeah, but Russell Wilson. Did you see his finger? Finger injury. It's his middle finger on his throwing Mm -hmm. hand. He had surgery. It's rough. He is targeting a week 10 return against the Packers. But, Ryan, you know what's so crazy? What? You know, today at Seahawks practice, they listed him as a non-participant. Okay. Do you know, what, do you know what's the problem with that? <laughs> no, no. What's, what's the issue? Why is he not on IR? You're right. Oh, because week 10 is literally four weeks from now. Or, yeah, yeah. four weeks from now. So he could go on IR. And we were talking about this earlier because we were talking about Blake Bortles. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> not, you know, not he laughing. looks like he's going through a midlife crisis. He does. He does. The only reason why I'm laughing is because I, I added a picture of Blake Bortles to the dog. I didn't, I'm not laughing at Blake Bortles as a person or as an individual. He's, a, <laughs> he's an okay player. Yeah. But the reason why, because we're talking about Jake Lutton too, they probably can't add him to the 53-man roster because Russell Wilson's take, still taking up a roster spot and not being moved to IR. But what if it's because they feel like there's no sense of urgency to move him to IR just yet? Like they can still move him this weekend and he'll still be able to return in time for week 10. So after this week is, I think, I think is when you start pushing it, when you're kind of like, Hey man, why is he not going on IR? Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Cause there's still four weeks left. I mean, that that's one possibility, but I don't know if that's how their mindset is. I mean, Pete Carroll said that Russell Wilson's a quick healer. A quick healer? Yeah. That, that sounds like some wizardry stuff, you know? <laughs> he got some fresh potions, from Harry Potter. You know? <laughs> yeah, fresh from Harry Potter. Yeah, I have, I have no idea what they're planning to do. Again, with an injury like this, like the first thing you think of is he's going on IR. So the fact that he's like, that's not like the first instinct makes me think one of two things. One, Maybe they're trying to keep his streak alive, which I highly doubt. Or two, 
he might come back earlier than people think. Yeah, because you know you guys trust the old man sometimes. You know you gotta trust Pete Carroll. He's a quick healer. He's a quick healer. He'll come back. Gotta trust Pete Carroll. But the question is, if you have Russell Wilson, just like me, I have a list of quarterbacks, Ryan. Who would you trust moving forward if Russell Wilson can't play for two or three weeks? Okay. Kirk Cousins, yes or no? (laughs) Would it help if I gave you who they're playing over the next couple of weeks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would definitely help. Give me one second for that, Ryan. So Kirk Cousins of Minnesota, he is going to play Carolina this week, has a bye week seven, and then he plays Dallas on Sunday night. I wouldn't mind. I mean, I maybe I my gut feeling is that there might be a better option in your list, but I wouldn't mind Kirk Cousins. You, you would not mind. Okay. Next up is Taylor Heineke, who is currently, I think, QB 12. Mm-hmm. As of all the times that he's played this year, he gets Kansas City this week, Green Bay, and then Denver before going on his bye in week nine, and then plays Tampa Bay week 10 if Russell Wilson can't come back week 10. I personally have not bought into the hype of Tyler or Taylor Heineke. So that's a no go for me. I'll go with the vet, Kirk. You'll go with the vet. Okay. Let's move on to the AFC West where we have Teddy Bridgewater who came back from his injury. He gets Cleveland, Washington, Dallas, and Philly week 10. I'll do it. I I like Teddy Bridgewater and what, what he has done. Okay. You know what? Honestly, Teddy Bridgewater, very solid option. He's not bad at all because the thing is they don't really run the ball that much. Like the Javonta Williams hypes the, or the hype around him has not picked up yet. Melvin Gordon is kind of like, so, so I think they throw the ball much more. Jerry Judy is going to come back soon too. Exactly. And that that's the key point for me. If Jerry Judy comes back before week 10, if you believe in that, you should get Teddy Bridgewater because his numbers are going to go up just yeah. a little bit, but yeah, I'd, I'd start Teddy. You start Teddy. I would too, actually, but there is, I think I would, I favor one last quarterback, but we'll get there when we get there. Our next one is Trevor Lawrence, mm-hmm. who will play Miami week six, a bye week seven, play Seattle week eight, Buffalo week nine, and Indianapolis week 10. To be honest, I think it goes against everything I have said. I thought Trevor Lawrence was going to be much better than he is now, but, and he clearly is not that good. Um, I think their running game is much better. I mean, he threw two interceptions last game, I think. I don't trust him. I, I'm going to have to agree with you on this one. Definitely not as good as we had thought. He's a better fantasy quarterback than he is a real-life quarterback right now, and it shows. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's usable, but... You have better options. You have better options, especially because if you pick him up now, you have to. he's going to go into bye week seven. And that's right. my problem with him and Kirk Cousins. It's that... If you need Russell Wilson, if Russell Wilson's going to be out like many weeks, what's the point of picking up a quarterback with a bye? That is that is also very true. Right? So next team, next quarterback. But, actually, oh, yeah. uh, but if, if Wilson comes back week 10, you just have to do something for the next four weeks. So, Wait, it, just, it, mm-hmm. so it could be a QB carousel for your team. You, you don't need a solid, stable option. It's more of kind of like you can like, you start Ooh, new one every week. Oh, yeah, that's true I mean, too. it's going to be rough and you have to spend a lot of time trying to figure out who to start. It'll keep you up at night, but it's, it's an option. It's an option, right? The last one I have on this list is Carson Wentz. Hmm. Houston, SF, Tennessee, the Giants, 
and Jacksonville. Carson Wentz didn't look bad on uh, on Monday, but I think that it's just something about the offense kind of scares me is because I think they like to run the ball more too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I think I'll put Carson Wentz in the Kirk Cousins boat where it's kind of like, sure, I'll do it, but you know, I like Teddy Bridgewater more. So you go Bridgewater, Wentz, Cousins, Heineke, Lawrence. Yes, yes. Yes. How about you? I like Carson Wentz, actually. The most, the most. I'd go Bridgewater Wentz. It's super close, though. Actually, you uh-huh. know what? I'm going to own up to it. Because I'm starting Carson Wentz in the league, in the league that I don't have Russell Wilson. <laughs> I'm putting Carson Wentz number one. All right, all right. Put your money where your mouth is. Yes, yes, yes. So that's all I had for Russell Wilson. Ryan, do you want to talk about one of your injuries that you have? Yes, Mr. Juju Smith. Mm-hmm. Schuster. Uh, with his season-ending shoulder injury, hopefully we'll see him back on Twitch more frequently playing Fortnite. Um, my question to you, pretty pretty simple and straightforward. Does this boost Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool's value? Or is it all a smokescreen? Because we have to also consider last Sunday, Deontay, well, Deontay Johnson looks good every week that he plays, mm-hmm. fantasy-wise. Mm-hmm. But Chase Claypool also caught a TD last week. Mm-hmm. when juju was out so it's kind of like do you boost everyone else now or is it i don't trust the offense still i think deontay johnson chase claypool go up a little bit okay even though chase claypool is a different player than juju i still think that they're gonna try to give claypool one or two more targets okay but i think the main beneficiary is Najee harris oh they're gonna run the ball more is what you they're think. Either run, they either run the ball more or those quick passes are just going to go to Najee Harris instead. They do a lot of quick passes to Najee Harris on fourth down. And the passes and go behind the line. Yeah, and they never work. I don't understand. They think they have Alvin Kamara. Every time. and I, it, No, I think it they think they have Derrick Henry. Oh, that I think, too. Because I, I, I think they're expecting Najee Harris to kind of run over people. I just don't I, I don't get why they always call a pass on fourth and two or fourth and one. It just it frustrates me. But the problem is, is sure, a pass on fourth and two is fine or fourth and one is fine. But at least make it go past the line of scrimmage is because right now their players are catching the ball, but they can't get yards after the catch. True, true. Yeah. Ah, it's just it's just frustrating. The, the Steelers, you know, I don't even know why I'm mad because I hate them. They're terrible. You know what? You know what? I'm glad they can't convert. I'm glad. Happy. So Happy. How... All, right, all right, take it away with your next one before uh, you right, say I'm gonna combine you my two. Um, yes, thank you. I'm gonna combine my two injuries into one because they're pretty much the same. Well, they're, they're not the same injury, but it's CEH and Saquon Barkley. Um, the most notable one, CEH is being placed on injured reserve because of a knee injury. I think it's really bad because, like, one, he couldn't walk it off. Two, again. Very similar to the Russell Wilson thing. They ruled him and put him on injured reserve so fast. True. But I heard from the guy in our league that owns CEH, he said that it's very good that it's a, it's not a long-term injury. So I think they're expecting CEH to come back at some point, right? Correct. Yes, yes. Okay. I think the, it's, it's three to six weeks. Mm, I... My concern with CEH, before I move on to the next player, Saquon Barkley, he comes back week five or five weeks later. Are you starting him the sixth week? 
This no. is the same talk we had last week. Very true. You don't, you don't trust saying. it right away. Because do you know why? Daryl Williams was already breathing on this guy's neck for the job. Because mm-hmm. CEA didn't really run away with the job last year or this year. Exactly. That's like that's the point that I want to like I want to come across right now is that CEH this job wasn't guaranteed. Yeah, he fumbled twice and he had a bounce back game against Philly. Sure, whatever. Daryl Williams is still a player, and if he plays decently well, the best you're going to get from CEH is a 50-50 split because he's hurt. They're not going to rush him back. And even if he doesn't play that well, I don't think they're going to start him right away. And a perfect example of that is this Sunday. Look at Joe Mixon. He was injured, and then they said he's good to go. He played 28% of the snaps. Exactly, right? So you can't right? trust it. You can't trust it, especially because they have good running back depth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The counter argument is what? Saquon Barkley, who got injured, yeah. Yeah, they have Devontae Booker, but they trusted Saquon Barkley, right? Even though he wasn't, he was like a 90%, he was still arguably their best running back on the roster. By a wide margin. By a wide margin. CEH is... <laughs> Is he more talented? Yes. Has he shown it? No. And that's the problem with exactly. CEH. Talking about Saquon Barkley, though, low ankle sprain, week five against the Cowboys, it looked kind of bad. It didn't look good. Did you see how swollen it got? Yes, it immediately got it swollen. It straight up looked like a balloon. Yeah, it did. But the good news is that two to three weeks, one week, like is like best case scenario so he could be playing by as early as next week which is pretty crazy my question for you now ryan is which handcuff would you pick if you can only pick one either uh, daryl williams or uh Devontae booker yes probably booker so you still pick booker i would still pick booker because of the fact that i think uh, the Chiefs have shown that they can do it without a running back. Mm-hmm. The Giants, on the other hand, though, Daniel Jones has a concussion, and I really think they need to run the ball still. Or they need mm-hmm. to get the ball somehow to their running back as well. Their, their offense or their pass game is not as explosive enough to the point where you can forego a running game. Okay. So I think the carries will still come from Booker. Because it's one of those things where think of it like this. You're within the, the five-yard line. And you're like three yards to a touchdown. If you're on the Chiefs, that ball can still be passed around. Mm-hmm. You can still mm-hmm. pass to Kelsey and stuff. But if you're on the Giants, it's like you're going to trust Daniel Jones to throw it to Kadarius Tony right now, or would you rather try to run it in three times with Devontae Booker? That's Very just my true. take on it. But yeah, I think coming into this this waiver week, you had to really figure out what you needed. Daryl Williams will get you at least like three to five weeks of serviceable play. Yes. Booker would get you one to two. Yeah. I would argue more towards the one than the two because they mainly because they play the Rams true, this week. True. That's true. what scares me. So who knows what kind of value you're going to get from Devontae Booker in the next week. If Saquon Barkley comes back even with some limited value, who knows what Booker is going to get. And with Daryl Williams, this is okay. Let me back this up. I think Daryl Williams is the better was the better waiver pick not saying that booker was bad it's just for me the problem with ceh was because he was splitting work with daryl williams daryl williams doesn't have to split work with anyone maybe jerick mckinnon but if you saw was that sunday night mckinnon wasn't even on the field that much he wasn't so i honestly think 
the type of fantasy player you are will dictate who you pick. Exactly. Because I, I, I don't know how many carries Daryl Williams is going to get, but I feel like with Devontae Booker, it's more of like, you're going to get the volume. You just don't know if he can produce. Exactly. I will say this. Even though I said Daryl Williams, if you own Saquon Barkley, your priority ad was Devontae Booker. Yes. Not Daryl Williams. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. But you know what's crazy? If I own CEH, I don't know if I needed Daryl Williams. And I don't like it. And that's the problem I always had with CEH. Not with him personally. It's just the fact that the way the Chiefs offense is built, and I, I say this every week, it's kind of like it runs through Kelsey and Hill and only Kelsey and Hill. <laughs> it runs through no one else. Can you trust McCole Hardman? Can you trust mm-hmm. Demarcus Robinson? You can't start anybody else besides Kelsey and Hill. Mm-hmm. Because true. Hill will score literally. He'll pull a Derrick Henry and do 45 points. Literally three touchdowns. No one else gets a touchdown. Only Tyreek Hill. Only Tyreek Hill. Yeah, you're right. But that's our insight for that running back situation. Ryan, go ahead with your last injury. Oh, this one, not too many fancy compli- implications here because I think they're all on track to play again, hopefully. So nothing major, but Daniel Jones, Tyreek Hill, and Travis Kelsey. A concussion for Daniel Jones, a knee for Tyreek, and a stinger. He was hit very hard. Kelsey. Well, yeah, it looked pretty bad. Like, I mean, but Tyreek Hill came back in. He played. I think Kelsey came back in as well. And Daniel Jones on track to play again. So nothing major. Could have been something major, but nothing. Definitely could have. You know, have you, we're just going to talk about this briefly just because you mentioned Daniel Jones concussion, quarterback injury. Joe Burrow (laughs) throw. Yes. Yes. You know, oh I had to search up what a throat contusion is. Tell us more, doctor. Ah, uh, yes. So I, I credit, I, I, we, I think we mentioned it before, there's this YouTube channel, this guy, his name's like the sports doctor, Brian something, but he, he goes into depth about these things, injuries. A throat contusion, I think, is when you get jabbed or poked in the throat so hard that it gets bruised or something like that. And I'm just like, what, what happened to Joe Burrow? Like, he didn't come into the game with a throat contusion. So what happened? Got it. So it's like one of those, like, you know, in the movies when they, like, when someone punches them in the throat and then their throat cheek, like, their their voice. Yes, yes. It's different. like that. It's, yes. like that. it's like That's that. a throat yeah. contusion. That's why they, I, I think, I'm pretty sure, 90% sure, I'm not as good as a doctor as you, so only 90% sure. But that's why, literally, on Yahoo Fantasy, his little paragraph was, they told him not to talk. He cannot, yeah. he cannot use his voice, you know? Like, my God. I might have to learn ASL in the huddle. Learn what? ASL. <laughs> what is sign ASL? language. Oh, sign American language. Sign Language. Uh, uh, see, you're a smart man. I was thinking he would have to take off his helmet, up the volume in the speaker in his helmet so everyone can hear, <laughs> and then put it back on. <laughs> I was just going to old school, you know? He'd be in so much trouble if he was playing in Seattle. <laughs> you know, this is the first game in the NFL where it's going to be like college, where you're going to get players or like coaches on the sideline holding up signs and posters so they know what play. Because <laughs> Burrow can't talk. <laughs> it's so tragic. I can't wait to watch that game. I hope they televise that game. That'd be so funny. Be funny. But yeah, let's move on to reading the tea leaves and our headliners. I'll be honest with you, Ryan. I only have one headliner this week because it's kind of long. Okay. So if you have two, 
take it away with your first one. I'll do one. I have two pretty quick ones. So just want to talk about the Bills real quick. I think the Bills are just very wow right now, while the Chiefs are kind of meh. And I bring this up because it was the complete opposite of what I have, uh, what I would have expected if a team were to have a slump this year. I would have thought the Chiefs would be the ones chilling and the Bills would be the ones to digress or to regress. So this puts Dawson Knox on fantasy radars. But what do you think about Mahomes and company as well? After you saw what we saw on Sunday, do you downgrade Chiefs players? Do you sell them high? Do you, what do you do there? And do you trust Dawson Knox now? Because he's starting to become a, a top 12 tight end. Okay. I want to break this down to two things. One, the Chiefs, you can't, I don't think you can move them down. I think Kelsey is still the number one tight end in fantasy. Okay. That I agree with. Mainly because no one else has stepped up either. Yes. Maybe Mark Andrews, but that's just he had one good week. I know yeah. he's on the up, but just one good week. Um, Tyreek Hill, still top five wide receiver, in my opinion. Patrick Mahomes, still top two quarterback. Depending on the matchup, Josh Allen might leapfrog him, but that's it. In terms oh, so, of so you're still very high on Mahomes? Yes. Okay, okay. You don't think he's like, you know, came down to earth and plays like a normal quarterback now? See, I want to say that, but he's like, he's like Tom Brady. You trust him after that fumble? He looked like Cam Newton. He didn't want to jump in the ball. Yeah, I do. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Because after they lose bad, they they trample the team after. And I feel bad for the Washington football team. We'll talk about it next episode. <laughs> I'm very scared for them. See, I was scared for the Eagles. Who else was I scared for? Dude, I was scared. And what happened? They got trampled. So the dude. Chiefs are one on, one off, one on, one off. That's totally fine. The one win, one loss. I guess that's totally fine. But I don't think, uh, yeah, it'll be fine. Fantasy-wise, they're fine. As an organization and team, I am worried. Dustin Knox, top five tight end. By the end of the year. Six, maybe. Um, By the year, yes. All right, all right. I like that. All right, let's move on to your headlining. Okay. I can't think of anyone else. I mean, the, the, the depth at tight end is so bad. Robert Tunyon didn't pan out. Um, no, he was always a boomer bust tight end or right? boomer bust boomer bust touchdown tight end. Exactly. Um, Logan Thomas is hurt. <laughs> Tyler Higby didn't pan out. John Smith or Hunter Henry. You see how I didn't leave anything? It's because neither have done anything. You're right. Maybe Hunter right. Henry's on the upright, but that's my whole point. And Gronkowski out. He's hurt. He's hurt. Very true. Very but true. I mean, like, it's just like it's the top four plus pits. Dawson Knox might be your guy at tight end. If you got him, good job. Oh, Dallas Goddard. He's the only one that would that would threaten. I don't know why his why that name just came up, but yeah, I actually like both of them. But yeah, did I say Dallas Goddard? Yes, you said Dallas Goddard. You just said Dallas Dallas Goddard. Goddard. Um, Dalton Schultz. That's what I meant. You like Dalton Schultz? I like Dalton Schultz since last year. Ever since Blake Jarvin got hurt, I have I have liked Dalton Dalton Schultz. I was worried because Blake Jarvin was going to be a thing. He's not a thing. He's not a thing. You know, he has 22 targets from Dallas right now over the last three weeks. You know who has the second most? Who? CD Lamb with 12. Wow. Wow. Wow, right? How Just wow. We... Just wow. But yeah, I will talk about my headliner, and it's bye week fill-ins. So I have some notable players on bye, and then I'm just going to give a player 
or two of who you could start. Now, you have to understand, with a player like Alvin Kamara on by, I'm not going to suggest you should start Joe Mixon. Because obviously, you're going to start Joe Mixon yes. when Alvin Kamara is on a buy. So, so, we have so to, I'm glad this segment will be helpful. Yes, yeah, so exactly. <laughs> we are going to have to dip our hands a little bit in the dumpster. And unfortunately for this one, it's going to be Kenneth Gainwell. <laughs> and you're laughing, right? You like, you like Kenneth Gainwell. And the only reason why I'm saying this, this is like my bold prediction. Miles Gaskin popped off last week against Tampa Bay. Not because he was running, but because of the passing game usage. 10 targets, 10 receptions, 2 touchdown receptions. Miles, I don't know. Miles Sanders, not looking like himself. Kenneth Gainwell gets the receiving usage. I don't know about you, Ryan, we're talking about next episode. I don't think this Tampa Bay game is going to be close with Philadelphia. I think Philly will play from behind. So what do they do if they play from behind? They're going to pass the ball. Every and down. Who will they pass it to? Kenneth Gainwell will be a Gainwell. beneficiary. I see your so thought process. Okay. That's my sneaky pick. If you want to start Kenneth Gainwell this week, start Kenneth Gainwell. All right. Next up, Debo Samuel and Calvin Ridley. And I think you should start Emmanuel Sanders. Emmanuel? Buffalo. Yes. I haven't heard of that guy since, like, the offseason. Since the offseason. Can you – did you know he has had at least five targets every week? No. So he has more targets than Cole Beasley? He has more targets than Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley is droppable now. Emmanuel Sanders is the number two. And (laughs) see, this is is the best part. He's the field stretcher. That's why – that is true. Sunday night, caught two touchdowns, I think. He looked great. Mm-hmm. He, they only tell him to run vertical. And the best part is that he's still fast. Who does he play this week? Tennessee. Number one worst-ranked defense against the pass. You got some sneaky picks, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Last one up. Kyle Pitts is on a bye. Start Zach Ertz. I know I mentioned Kenneth Gainwell. Start Zach Ertz because Dallas Goddard, Dallas Goddard is right. out. And I'm pretty sure Zach Ertz has a really good matchup. And they're going to be playing from behind. They have allowed the sixth most points to tight ends. Can, um, Tampa Bay has. So start Zach Ertz if you have Zach Ertz. Can you pick up Zach Ertz right now? Is not he, anymore. No, not anymore. Uh, missed out then, guys. You missed out. <laughs> but yeah. All right, Ryan. Go ahead with your headliner. My last one. So the Atlanta Falcons actually look like a football team for once. Maybe it was the air, you know, the foreign UK air that contributed to their dub. But hear me out. I called Kyle Pitts a horse last week. <laughs> and then he turned into a unicorn, posting a stat line of nine receptions over 100 yards and a TD. I mean, at this point, I think if you need someone to blow up, you may as well just send us a message. I'll talk bad about them. And, you know, I got you next week. They'll be fine. So my question is that, is it time to start trusting Atlanta's offense? And what do you do if you own Pitts or Cordero Patterson? Last week, people said Cordero Patterson was, you know, should sell him high. He showed up again this week, though. Right? Right? Yeah. Feels bad for the guy trading him to who he played that week. And he kind of went off again. <laughs> went off again. So that's what I'm saying. Is it time to start trusting it? Do you want my honest answer? Yes. 
yeah <laughs> straight up yeah yeah and i'm kind of <laughs> you know how i said it right it's like yeah like it's like everyone, you... everyone wrote them off well i mean how how can you not you, you saw what they gave us week one to week four. Very true. Very, very, very true. But the fact that, the fact of the matter is, they play Miami, Carolina out of their bye week. They have a really soft schedule going down the road. Yeah. If you want to buy low on Calvin Ridley, now is the time to buy Calvin Ridley. Like Calvin, so, oh, so you're saying Calvin Ridley will also pop off? So like yes, this whole offense will come together. Yes, I do. You know what's funny though? I know you just mentioned Kyle Pitts. If you were worried about Kyle Pitts and you decided to be smart, you picked up Dalton Schultz. I think you sell Kyle Pitts. You sell Kyle Pitts and you keep Dalton Schultz. Yes, and you oh. get like a like you get like a wide receiver one or wide receiver two. If you can get like AJ Brown. For Kyle Pitts, would you do it? I I don't like AJ Brown. Okay. Would you do it for Deontay Johnson? Yes. You can 100%. get Deontay. You can 100%. get Deontay Johnson for Kyle Pitts easily. Yeah, there you go. And then you, you got Dalton Schultz and you're chilling. And you're chilling, right? There you go. If you have Cordell Patterson, I have no idea what you're gonna do. If anyone knows, let me know because I have him. I tried selling him, no one wanted him. I think with Cordell Patterson, you just keep him. Like, I don't think you can sell him. No one, no one trusts him. I mean, you don't trust him either. That's why you're trying to sell him. He's one of those guys. He's getting you points. So just let him get you points. I have to like, I have to leave him in my lineup. Like he's like in like a car and in your driveway, you know, (laughs) people drive by, they see a nice car. Oh, do you want it? No, 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 no. We don't, I don't want it. It's like seeing it. You know what I'm saying? I think it's more of like a kid then. Because a car, who wouldn't want a free car? But then, you know, when you go see someone's kid, you're like, oh, your kid's so, uh, so nice. So smart, you know, it's like, oh, you want to babysit? No, 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 no. <laughs> Great metaphor for that, but yeah, that's um, I think you definitely should buy in for Atlanta. I don't think that they're as bad as people thought initially. They were as bad, but I think they're turning it around. Yeah, they're turning, they're, you know, very way to say it. And you know what? We kind of sound like clowns because they played the Jets and we're now thinking that they can, you know, do good things, but we have to remember that they played the jets but it's okay i i believe i believe i, I believe, believe as well but All right, give us a recap of that charity fantasy league yes right i'm gonna breeze through this you know why you know why we're gonna breeze through because marquise brown breezed through the colts defense Fantastic. to sneak by a win for Fantastic. us Fantastic. we won 148 to 135 you know we would have won without overtime we won we were up we were up by point like six Oh, well, you see, I think I, I think it killed you because L- Lamb Lamb Lamar Jackson got us to win Sleeper League, but he also made you lose because I had Lamb Lamb in our league. You know, how, you know it's, it's hilarious because every year I always get the game where I'm up 99% in the projection on Yahoo Fantasy. Yes, yes. And I'm happy. And I'm like, you know what? You don't have to watch this game anymore. Uh, you know what? You... you Ryan, I don't know why you triggered this, but you know the Colts were 120 to nothing when they led by 16 points. Mm -hmm. You know how statistically it's almost impossible. This is why you invest in game changers, people who can single-handedly change a game, like Tyreek Hill. 
Derrick Henry, these guys can literally turn it around. 120 to zero when they lead. When they lead by 16, they've never lost these Colts team. You know, Lamar Jackson's performance was 15th best in NFL history in fantasy football. Yeah, That's he, he, what it took to beat me. He, he, and it he totaled like over 500 yards or something on the night. Yeah. He ran yeah. up and down the field five times. He did. You know how many times the drive started at the one? I'm like, oh, thank God. He can't go 99 yards. And he did in a Wait. minute and a half. <laughs> he was so bad. I was so baffled. See, now you learn to, to draft game changers. You got to risk it all for the biscuit if you want to win in fantasy. How many two-point conversions did they have to give up? And they always went to Mark Andrews. Why? Well, Mark Andrews didn't kill you, though. It's totally fine, but can't the defense just notice Mark Andrews is the target? It's not Marquise Brown. Oh, I think they, they, they couldn't make the adjustment quick enough because the thing is, move, going into this game, you wouldn't have thought Mark Andrews would be the reason why you lose this game. God damn. So you forget about him or you don't focus as much attention on him and he starts torching you in the second half. And you're just like, Hey guys, uh, we got a plan or not. I just, I just don't get it. I think this is one of the worst losses I had next to when David Johnson blew up in the semifinals. He scored like 41 points and I was up like 27. I was playing against David Johnson and he scored 41. You probably thought you uh, you secured the dub before the game even started. 27-point yeah. cushion? Easy. Easy, yeah. Yeah. Uh, hmm, I don't want to talk. Hmm, hmm, right, move on, wanna... move on. Bad decisions we made in fantasy. We paid a lot of money for Latavius Murray. See, that I don't understand. I, <laughs> I still stand by our decision to get Latavius Murray, but come on, man. <laughs> you, you know, you have running backs besides Lamar. You, know, you should have told me that you want Devontae Booker. Do you know how much Devontae Booker costed in waivers this week? Zero. I think he's not a bad start, but I think we thought we got we hit the home run by getting Latavius Murray, but we obviously did not. You know, the worst part is that we also sat AJ Dillon. He did well. No, you cannot get mad for this, although I am mad, is because how how are you gonna start AJ Dillon? Who in their right mind would start A.J. Dillon? You know what's so sad? We've been starting A.J. Dillon every single week. Well, it's, it's because... And the one week we sat him, he popped off. No, it's because we got Latavius Murray. We thought we didn't <laughs> need him anymore. <laughs> so frustrating. So frustrating. Very, but very. Bad decisions? You know our new problem? What's our new problem? It's tight end because George Kittle's on IR. I thought we could do a one-to-one swap. So I started so, uh, Ross, Ross Dwelly. What happened? One catch. So um, you mentioned a name earlier, mm-hmm. Dalton Schultz. Ari we have, Tegan. oh, okay. Okay. We have Hunter Henry starting for us this week. I don't like, I, you know, I like that. I like that. You got to stay positive. He's actually positive. the guy who's kind of popping off of the Pats. Not John New Smith. Not John New Smith. You know what? Respect. Respect yeah. with hopefully Hunter Henry can just be a fill-in for just two weeks. But yes, he will. Our good, our good decision. Do you know that we have the sixth 
best wide receiver in fantasy football. And who is that? Marquise Brown. It's Marquise Brown. <laughs> <laughs> he's the what? star of our. You know, he's won us like both our games. <laughs> it's it's the Lamar Jackson and Marquise Brown connection, dude. Because he won a Sunday night against Kansas City, and then he won Monday. Yeah, Monday night against the Colts. I think anyone who drafted Lamar, if they were ballsy enough to do a stack with either Brown or Andrews, they probably would have been chilling. Yeah. In the first couple of weeks, they probably would have been frustrated. But then now, I think they're kind of chilling. You know, I'm mad that I played against Lamar Jackson. You know, there are some people who actually played against both Marquise Brown and Mark Andrews. On the same team? On the same team. Oh, yikes. I feel imagine, bad. If, imagine you had the... the the three stack because i think in the beginning everyone was like it's the hill mahomes and kelsey no one thought about lamar mark andrews and marquise brown do you know what's so crazy is because you can actually get that stack the true the casey yeah. stack is hard the casey stack was genuinely very hard to hard get hard to get you had to get lucky yeah you really did you really had to who but the baltimore thought? stack easy who would have thought i'm is there any other stack? I can't think of any as good as this one. No, there's no other stack. Because there there's no other team that like, I mean, I mean, you could go for the, uh, the Brady Gronk and I don't know, take your pick AB right now. <laughs> take your pick wide receiver. But it's tough, right? Because there's no true number one. Exactly. So that's why exactly. it's like, it, it's really tough to find another stack like that. Exactly. Yep. That is, is all that I it had, for me. Though. Okay. All right. So to everyone that has made it this far, thank you for listening. And may the football gods bless your team with more wins this year. We'll catch you guys again next week when we review week six of the NFL regular season. And that's the T. And that's the T. Take care, y'all.